Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. People just don't really understand the concept of forgiveness. They really don't have an idea, a clear idea what it, what it means. So many times because we've been taught forgive and forget, we think that if we forgive, we have to forget. That if we forgive, we have to trust. And as I've said so many times before, that's just not the case. You may very well be unwise to trust the individual whom you forgive. Many of us are all too familiar with the phrase, forgive and forget. However, there's probably a good chance that we haven't really taken the time to understand the implications of this phrase and the dangers they might impose. In today's message, Pastor Robert will teach you that while we definitely forgive others as believers, it doesn't mean we blindly trust those who we've forgiven. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. What is it in your life that weighs you down? Maybe a good thing. When my wife first became a Christian, she was dancing professionally in Denmark. She had a real passion for dancing, flamenco. She studied in Spain. She studied in Denmark. She had goals. She she had a vision for her life, a dream, as it were. And God asked her to set that aside, not because it was wrong, not because it was evil, just because it wasn't his plan for her. It wasn't his best for her life. That dream, had she continued to pursue it, would actually have slowed her down. It would have hindered her. It would have been an encumbrance in the long run, rather than a, than a blessing. You know, she has blessed so many of you ladies with her warmth and her wisdom and the giftings that God gave to her, but that wouldn't have been the case. Had she held on to that passion, had she pursued that passion, there's a lot she would have missed out on. And there's a lot that we would have missed out on as well. She and I would never have met. We wouldn't have had kids together. She wouldn't have been a part of this if this would even have come into being without her. So many things that have eternal value that probably wouldn't have occurred had she not trusted Jesus and instead insisted on pursuing her passion instead of his. You know, I... I think a lot about that. You know, she, she wouldn't have grown into the woman that she is today. Oh, she, she would have been an amazing dancer, you understand. But that's all. Remember that when you see some of these, you know, celebrities on, on TV, these wonderful actors, these amazing athletes. 
Because many of them, that's all they're ever going to be. That's why Proverbs tells us, don't, don't envy the wicked. Don't envy the wicked. Because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, maybe they achieve greatness in their field. Maybe they achieve greatness in their passion. But if they don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, if, if they've given their lives to that, well, then at the end of their lives, that's, that's that. That's all there is to it. My wife trusted Jesus when he asked her to just give him that encumbrance, give him that, that weight. Sometimes it is sin, though, you know? Sometimes it is sin. Unforgiveness traps an awful lot of Christians, in my experience. This just the unwillingness to forgive somebody. I, I had a, a guy come to me after one of the services today, and, and he, he had some questions about this that he, he wanted to talk through. And one of his questions was on this issue of forgiveness. And I realized, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people just don't really understand the concept of forgiveness. They really don't have an idea, a clear idea what it, what it means. So many times, because we've been taught forgive and forget, we think that if we forgive, we have to forget. That if we forgive, we have to trust. And as I've said so many times before, that's just not the case. You may very well be unwise to trust the individual whom you forgive. Great example, if a pedophile assaulted one of my children, I would forgive him. I would not allow him in my house, at least not for the foreseeable future. I won't endanger my children's safety. That wouldn't be wise. That wouldn't be loving. It, it's not necessary. And it's not the same thing as forgiving. Does that make sense a little bit? Forgiveness is not the same as trust. If an employee of the church were to steal money from the church, we would forgive them, but we wouldn't give them access to the checking account. How dumb would that be? Forgiveness does not equal trust. Forgiveness is a simple decision that you make. So many times, what it comes back to is trusting God, leaving it in His hands. That's what forgiveness is. Father, this person, you know the harm that they did to me, the harm that they've done to my family, whatever the case may be. But I give all that to you. I trust you with it. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. And so we can trust him. At the end of the age, at the end of the day, there's going to be justice. The books will balance at the end of the age. You can trust him with it. And sometimes people say, yeah, but what if that person goes to him and, and they turn their life over to Jesus? Listen to me carefully. In that case, the person who wronged you will die with Christ and that individual will cease to exist. God recreates every human being who comes to him and asks for forgiveness and life in Christ. Do you understand? Paul said, I am a new creation in Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith.
in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. God, God makes people brand new. He changes the very essence of who they are when he puts his spirit inside them. Begins that process of transformation. He recreates them. So the person who harmed you dies. And a new person is born. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, the only way you can enter the kingdom of heaven is to be born again. Nicodemus said, that's impossible. How can a man be born twice? You can't go back into your mother's womb. And Jesus said, no. You're born of the flesh, but you must also be born of the spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you, he recreates the person from the inside out. So either way, forgive them. Trust God with it. Because otherwise, it's an encumbrance. It's a snare. It, it ties you up. It holds you back. It prevents you from becoming and uh, what God wants you to become, from enjoying the things that God wants to give you. It prevents you from running with endurance the race that He has set before you. Unforgiveness traps so many people. So does greed. The idea that you have to make something happen for yourself, that it's, you know, that you have to build yourself a kingdom, that there's a, certain things that, you know, I see so many that set these goals that preclude running the race within endurance. You're, you're running a race that you've set before you and not the race that God sets before you. Sexual sin is another one. Traps so many people. One of the reasons it has become such an effective trap in our world today is that we've developed in our culture the mindset that it's impossible to be pure in that area. That's a lie. You know, as a, a I don't know, 11-year-old, my mother made me aware that she didn't expect me to be sexually pure. She did that by handing me a little booklet that told me how to have safe sex and not catch a disease. And I'm reading it thinking, okay, but I, I mean, the Bible says I'm not supposed to do this at all, but she's giving me this little book that talks about, I guess she thinks I'm going to do it anyway, so maybe I will. But then I realized, you know, as a young man in my mid-20s, after living a life of self-indulgence and impurity, that God never makes mistakes. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.